It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This is Colin McGuigan for IFL TV. It would be wrong of me to start this interview without getting your Belfast impression. Now, we've done it with Eddie yesterday. He ended up sounding like he was from a lovely place called Macrofelt. Shout out Macrofelt. Do you know what? Macrofelt was the first place I ever came to Ireland to do a show. What? Paul McCloskey in the Macrofelt whatever centre. It was freezing cold, right? It was honestly one of the coldest places I've ever been in my life. I was 17 years old. 16 years, something like that. Mate, interesting place, Macrofelt. Did you enjoy yourself in Macrofelt? I can't remember. I just remember there's a, there's a funny story, which I can't tell on here because I don't know if I get in trouble for it, but a, I'll tell you after. A funny story, which, uh, yeah. Are you sure you can't tell it on camera because it could do numbers, this? We can cut it out if I need I don't know about the political side of it. Macrofelt's obviously... Oh, Ireland's, obviously, there's a lot of political... Oh, okay, okay. And it was when I turned up and I was 16 years old and we were going in and there was like police everywhere, right? This was before it even started. It's earlier in the day and there was police dogs and everything. I said, some horse, what's going on here? And they said, oh, there's, they think there's a bomb in there. And I said, well, why are we walking in there? Bear in mind I'm 15 years old or 16 years old at the time. So you can cut that out if you think it's nah, not appropriate. But um, yeah, That's that, an everyday occurrence in Northern Ireland, to be fair. That was a stupid, but when you're 16 years old and come from Romford, a bit of a different, you know, the, not understanding, you know, the the what's gone on here historically because I didn't. I was a kid. Um, that was a memory that will always live with me. I remember it was actually with Brian Peters. Walked in there. I said, "Why are we walking in there?" Then he's like, "Ah, oh, it'll be fine." Macrofelt, what a place! But you tried to spin that so you get out of doing your Irish accent. Now you have to do it. You have to say what Eddie said yesterday. I know your name. I know your name. <laughs> Any good? <laughs> you spice that to be fair. Can you do a Dublin one though? Oh, I always I need to listen to something. Do a Dublin accent for me quickly. Huh? Katie Taylor's from Dublin. Katie from Dublin. Oh man, that was horrendous. Let, let's let's start the boxing chat. Frank, I know your name. <laughs> that was decent. Frank, obviously, uh, we're here in Belfast. Big show for Matchroom. I spoke to Eddie about the possibilities of 2024 coming back. He says possibilities look good if Michael Condon wins. Regardless of Michael Condon winning, there is headliners in Belfast. You've got Lewis Crocker, Tyrone McKenna, Podrick McCrory. Matchroom going to come back 2024? Yeah, look, we, you know, I've wanted to work with Michael for a long time. You know, obviously, um, 
at the start, he signed with Top Rank, you know, many years ago now. Do you want me to turn the music down? If possible. And, uh, yeah, so obviously you want to work with Michael Conan for a while. Back in Belfast, is this like a partnership that's going to go forward into 2024 and beyond? Yeah, look, it's obviously a long-term deal with Michael and, you know, great to be working with Michael and Jamie, great to deal with. And, you know, to bring shows here, we I think it's been six years since we were back here. I think it was Ryan Burnett back then. Before that, obviously, many shows with Carl Frampton back, at the, uh, back, at, back in Belfast. And some of the best atmospheres we've ever seen um, and you know 100% we want to come back here like you say you've also, also got the Crocker McKenna fight as well they've sold 1200 odd tickets between the two of them you know so there's a massive future here in uh, in Belfast as we know and a massive market for boxing so it's a great way to end the year for us in the UK um, and yeah lots to look forward to so we'll definitely be back here in 24. We've seen Lee Wood here he's posted some photos this morning at Michael Connell's mural um, will we see that fight in 2024? Eddie kind of teased it yesterday and said that there's a potential for that to be made or do you believe that the Warrington fight will take precedent? Look, I think the Warrington fight is definitely right now the favourite um, but I think there's definitely potential there's so many exciting fights to be made in and around those divisions in 2024 you know, sort of round robin between them all so I definitely think we'll see you know, that happen at some point again you know, it's a natural fight, it was a great fight the first time around and I think we will see that again if not another fight, you know, whether you got to see who comes through you know, if Wood Warrington's the fight we make, the winner of that fights Michael like there's so many different routes we can go down and they're the fights to be made and you know they've all got huge followings. So, you know, I definitely think we'll see something in twenty four between the group of those fighters. Off the back of last week, obviously Katie got the victory against Chantal Cameron. Great night for Matchroom in Dublin. Probably the best atmosphere I've ever experienced. But does that set up the Croke Park did? Have discussions began for that yet? Yeah, honestly, probably the best night I've ever been at as well. You know, we've done been lucky enough to do shows at some of the best venues all around the world. But there is something special about a Katie Taylor fight week and a fight night. The atmosphere is literally un unrivaled. Um, and Saturday in Dublin was possibly the best show I've ever been at in terms of all-round atmosphere. You know, it was just it was quite special. Only 9,000 people in there as well. But to create an atmosphere like that... You know, it's uh, it, it sets up perfectly the opportunity to come back in next year with with a big stadium show. And look, discussions have started. Um, it was very public last time, all of it. So you know, it's good to try and do things behind the scenes. As with a lot of things in boxing, it all becomes very public. But we're work we're going to work hard. It's our focus is to make a stadium fight for Casey Taylor in Ireland. Um, we feel she deserves it as part of her legacy, and, and I th I'm confident we'll get it done. So, yeah, discussions have started there, and hopefully some news soon. Do you believe that the Chantal Cameron trilogy takes precedent over the Serrano rematch? I think they're both massive fights. They're both huge fights. I think um, Chantal Cameron, you know, it's one all obviously, um, but I, I think either either of those fights can do the numbers. So our focus will be. I think first and foremost, we need to work on delivering the venue for it that that needs to be the focus for us right now but those both of those fights do huge numbers uh, and they'll be the focus for us but i'd love to see the chantel cameron fighters you know we look we represent we don't represent amanda serrano we obviously represent chantel cameron our job is to deliver the biggest possible possible opportunities for the fighters we represent and and i, I feel maybe today it's not something she'll be looking at going i want to go back to dublin but i think over the next few weeks as those feelings sort of um as it becomes a bit Time, time's a bit of a healer with things, you know, and right now, 
probably, like I say, doesn't want to be coming back to Dublin, but I definitely think you know, if we can make that fight happen, it's the right thing to do. I'm sure you've seen yesterday Ryan Garcia outburst on stage with Oscar behind them. What did you make of that whole situation? Yeah, look, it's never ideal, you know. Obviously, you're not always going to get on every day. Like, you know, at the end of the day, we need to deliver the best for all our fighters, as does every promoter. Um, sometimes things can happen which make it tough. I don't really want to go into too much. See, I'm not involved. I don't really understand enough about their relationship, to be honest. Um, but it's never good to see around, you know, a fight sort of things like that happening. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know enough about their relationship and what's gone on to, to give an answer, if you know what I mean. I'm not directly involved in it. Um, but, you know, you really want the fighter to be focused on fighting, not have anything else in their minds. Frank, I do need to ask the question about Conor Ben. Obviously, we've seen on TalkSport Robert Smith come out. Eddie kind of went off a bit yesterday to say he doesn't understand why there's a, an agenda against Conor Ben in his opinion. And he said that, you know, Robert Smith has went down the wrong route by publicly talking about a fight that isn't made yet. Just your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, look, Eddie covered it all yesterday. I can't really add much more to it than what he's already said. Um, you know, it's we've got to make the fight first. You know, and that's, that's the focus, and then we go from there. As we sit here today, the fight's not signed, otherwise it would be announced. Um, you know, we've been very public over time around our view on things. Um, but, yeah, I can't, I can't add too much more on top than what he's already said. Um, you know, disappointed, I, I guess, in the way things have been handled a lot of the time with this. You know, and, um, but we've got to make the fight, and that's first and foremost. Before, you know, otherwise, we're all talking about hypotheticals with questions that we answer that may not even be relevant. Does that mean, though, potentially that if the board aren't going to sanction it, you'll still do this fight in Britain and potentially use the likes of a Luxembourg commission or another commission? That we want to make the fight happen in the UK, February 3rd to date at Tottenham Hotspurs. Is that date completely confirmed now that that will be the date if it happens? I think, look, we got Jan 27th as well, but it's more unlikely now as, as the weeks tick on. You know, we're nine weeks away from it this Saturday, so we need every, especially for a fight of this magnitude, we every, need every extra day we can. Um, and yeah, we, the, that's the aim for us, is to make the fight in the UK. Looking forward to the matchroom schedule for next year. Eddie spoke about Mungia Ryder, which is going to be a Golden Boy show, he said, um, likely in January in the US. Is that going to land in Vegas? Uh, I don't believe so. I think you know, still a bit, still some work to be done on that. Uh, hopefully we can get that over the line soon, but it's a brilliant fight. It's a brilliant fight for the schedule, and um, glad we could get it done. In terms of your schedule and when that announcement will come. Can you give us any idea of a few shows that will start the year next year? Obviously, Berlanga McCrory being one of them. Your, your favourite. I mean, you must be on a commission, to be some, honest. Some, um, did they? Um, news, hopefully soon. We're working on very much January and February now. I'll be honest with you, one of the, the big pieces in there is obviously the Eubank Ben piece, which... You know, it, it, it affects everything, really. Um, so that's why we're probably a couple of, a week or so behind where we'd like to be. But that's obviously a focus for us. And then everything plays off of there. But we're, you know, we're working hard to get the schedule up and running. I think we'll start late, later in January um, and then a show nearly every week. Obviously, the next few weeks busy before Christmas for Matchroom. Looking forward to the next week in San Francisco for any program? Yeah, huge, huge night in San Francisco. And it's done massive numbers, you know, even more than I think we 
thought it would. Um, it's a massive fight between the two of them. The numbers in the, around social media as well for the fight itself are, are massive. And you've got you know, Devin Haney, one of the stars of the sport. But Regis Progray believes he can go in there, you know, number one at 140 pounds. And uh, I think we're in for a great fight. We're in for a great fight, great atmosphere as well. You know, Sam Boxing hasn't been in San Francisco for a long time. I think even back to when we were doing Andre Ward against Paul Smith back there many years ago. That was actually in Oakland. Um, so excited to get back there. And I think we're yeah, a great way to... Actually, it's not even ending the year, is it? We've got even more bigger nights after that as well. Um, so that, that's going to be a great night. And then December 16th, probably one of the best fights in boxing this year between Jesse Van Rodriguez and Sonny Edwards. You know, that fight's... You know, going to set up some big nights in 2024 as well, and then ending it all in in Riyadh on December 23rd. Obviously, Anthony Joshua, Otto Wilding, Deontay Wilder, Dimitri Bivol, Jair Pattaya from from our end, um, and you know, so many more massive fights on that card. So, what a way to end the year, and uh, and what a year for boxing it's been as well. Not just events that we've been involved in, but boxing in general. You know, we've seen some major events delivered this year that maybe we didn't think would happen. So it's been a Great year for the sport. Last one for me. The Japan deal that you're the head of, when is it going to be, yeah, the head of Matchroom Japan, when is that going to be announced, prize fighter type of situation, and any UK fighters going to land on that? Yeah, look, we'll have UK and US fighters on the card on there. Um, we're working hard to get it all together. It's a, it's a new market for us, so it takes a lot of work. You know, and we want to get it right. We don't want to rush it. January was our January was the date we were looking at. January twentieth, I think it will move off of that now. But news soon. Um, went on sale actually with the our partners. They went on sale with the one championship they're doing on January twenty seventh or twenty eighth there. Um, so we're looking at February March now. But the plan is still a prize fighter series, all to take place next year. Um, and yeah, British and American fighters on the card. Frank Smith, one last Belfast impression. Go on. I know your name. I know your name. Thanks for thanks for Sports Social Podcast Network.